I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Feudal Anime Podcast. This is your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about... uh, Pardon, pardon the the sentence here. It is a pretty long one. Uh, we are talking about world end. What do you do at the end of the world? Are you busy? Will you save us? All right. Well, uh, the answers to these questions are uh, kind of pointless, and they're not even answered at all. But, eh. I mean, like they they could have just sufficed with some some other random name other than than have it actually be three sentences three questions it could have been hey fight monsters after revival or something but it's not it's not as catchy so it's it's a post-apocalyptic world set in the future on this other planet where the main character 500 years well, 500 years um, for them, but uh, it's for us still a post-apocalyptic future type world in general where there are no humans with the exception of one, Willem. And he is the only human, technically. Yeah, I was going to say there, there's one other, but no, I guess not because he, he changed himself. But yeah, so it, the one final human left alive for some strange reason, he was able to petrify himself. No, he didn't uh, he petrify turn himself, himself into stone. Uh, he didn't. No, no, it was I, a result of the battle that he became petrified. So it, I thought the spells he weaved guy gave him a curse. Now, the reason I think you and I are arguing over this particular point is because they don't specify what freaking happens. No, they don't. They don't specify what happens for a majority of it at all, and. For it being 12 episodes long, it opened up a lot of doors, it closed a lot of doors, but it didn't even come close to closing as many doors as it opened. So, yes. It kind of gives you the sense that it, the source material that this came from was much larger and longer. Uh, and when I first saw it, not I should probably open this whole thing with, it was my choice. I did not remember watching it. Um, when I made the choice, but when I saw the very first episode, a lot of emotion came back and I'm like, Oh, I remember this now. And it was good. I watched it in subtitled versions at first. And I just, for shits and giggles, I turned it over to the English version and was not disappointed. Now, granted the material they use, it's, it's very easy to translate. It's very common tropes, if you will. Um, but Overall, good voice acting on both sides, good translations on both sides. I recommend watching uh, a few episodes or a few few portions of the episodes translated rather than dubbed, mainly because you can read all of the stuff going on, whereas when you listen to it, you can't quite hear everything that's going on. To, to kind of set the scene, Willem is the last human on Earth. 
uh, on the islands floating above Earth, actually. Uh, Earth is uninhabitable uh, because of uh, some biological creatures that uh, attacked and destroyed all humans, or they believe destroyed all humans on Earth. And he is the caretaker to these fairies who are more closely aligned in terms of physiology, I guess, to humans. And they're the only ones that can use these uh, special weapons called Doug weapons that can destroy or defeat these creatures. Now, when you open up, he's, he's not an enlisted man. He's, he's trying to make his way as a scavenger. I think it was really weird. He's what you would call a disfigured. A disfigured is somebody who has human traits, no fur, no horns, no canines, teeth, things like that, no animal features. The general population does have animalistic features like cat people, dog people, cow people. Um, That's their norm. And these fairies are actually leprechauns. Yes. That's what they call them in both uh, the dubbed and the subbed. Well, yeah, it's because they are leprechauns. Um, They even say that they're leprechauns. But what's interesting (laughs) is uh, they don't view him or know him as a human. They just know him as uh, featureless. In other words, he doesn't have fangs, fears, or or anything like that. He's he's featureless or or disfigured, you know, but they, they, uh, in the Japanese subdivision, they call him featureless. So he he doesn't have any features or he's disfeatured. Uh, disfigured. Okay, is what they commonly okay, maybe, refer to. Maybe maybe I read that wrong. I thought it was disfigured, but it could have been disfeatured. I might have been reading that incorrectly. What is kind of awesome is they. It, it's kind of like reverse racism a lot in certain areas. They're they're a hundred percent segregated, where the disfigured or disfeatured are not allowed or not welcome, and that actually plays a really strong part in one of the episodes where so in one of the episodes the first episode it plays a strong part in it because he he's uh he uh willem and Cathali are introduced in the very first episode and it is showed that they look like normal people they look like normal human beings and there was severe prejudice against them and with them calling them like they, they're disfeatured, they don't have any, they don't look like n- normal people and everything like that, and they even make comments about that all in the first episode. So you already know, you yeah. realize that that is a precedent already set in the very beginning. Now, one of the things I really enjoy is they don't dwell on it. It's like, yes, this is reality, this is how it is for this area, and that, that's it, and then they move on with the story. They don't do- delve into it, they don't go deep into it. it it's refreshing that it was a plot point but it was overlooked and addressed so minutely and so delicately that it did not feel like they threw it in your face. Yeah. And, and they, they revisited it again later on with, uh, with the area that's supposed to be welcoming to all the disfeatured people. And there's factions within the area that say they shouldn't allow disfeatured featured people be allowed and everything like that. And so they, they address it a little bit in the area, but only enough to uh, sh- uh, to move the plot point, move the story forward in a, in a particular way. But that's about it. Now, the funny part about that, in my opinion, was that 
the people who were against integration of the disfigured or the, the what did you say it was? Disfeatured. Disfeatured. Sorry, I'm going to keep mixing those two up. Um, you can consider it one and the same. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But they made them seem like Nazis. They they made they gave them the the armband and everything, and it was kind of funny, um, the way that it was handled and whatnot. Because uh, he now to, I should probably preface this that uh, or not preface we should probably state that our main character is no normal human. He's what is considered to be a brave of his time. Braves are extraordinarily strong stronger than the normal person, more stamina than the normal person, and overall just think Olympic athlete status. And that's his base form, if you will. He's able to use something called the Lost Arts, and I'm assuming this because that's what somebody else called it, but they don't really ever mention him being able to do any of this. Yeah, it's it's only shown a couple of times uh throughout the series and it's very minute and and again you're to to your point yeah they only referenced it once from someone else he's like did he just use a lost art now why they didn't want to delve into it why they didn't want to learn more about it why they didn't recruit him and like then grill him about all this other features or 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 the lost arts or, or anything else is beyond me but then again, it's probably probably because it wasn't a, a heavy set feature. It, it was just a, a convenient plot point that they're able to pursue. And oh yeah, no, he's special because he can do these things. That's why he's able to do these amazing things. Because you you see it in episode one, and you're like, oh, he's able to move a heck of a lot faster than everybody else. Almost like a time stop where he uses an accelerator spell or something like that on himself. And you find out later that. All of his organs are function are functioning at minimum capacity. It's not just like his function, his organs. It's his bones are broken and, and brittle. His his muscular structure is is breaking broken down, and it's because he's just been beaten and ravaged, and it's the toll that's been constantly taking place on his body throughout the whole time too, and and. Uh, and they even make a reference to this. Uh, they, they, Willem's body is just so broken down that uh, one of the characters, uh, Nagatho, uh, Niglatho, who is a troll, even says to him, it's like, you should not be moving around <laughs> like this because your body is so broken. Your your body is just so damaged. You should not be be able to move around. And it's amazing that, that you are. Yeah, and it, it, I believe it goes back to the fact that he's a brave. He's able to man, to work under real strenuous conditions. I also think that the reason that his bones are broken like that and the reason that his organs are barely functioning is the repercussions of the spells and the techniques he used, which caused him to become petrified for over 500 years, um, he was in that position when he when he was petrified, and he hasn't really healed completely since then. That's just my opinion. Yeah, to to assume he he was in the fetal position almost the whole time, but uh, yeah, what Braves are is they're elite warriors that were originally chosen and can use the Doug weapons or these these human weapons that were created to create uh, to fight these be these beasts. And so he he at towards the end he's talking 
to uh, one of the other uh, side characters, um, Rentalk, and he's telling her, I was considered a brave, and what you are as a brave is you have the epitome of power, and I used brute force and, and forced myself to get this strong. I trained and I trained and I exercised and I trained some more. And through brute force, I became one of the top warriors. So that's why I had this weapon. And humans are the only ones, aside from the fairies, who can use the Doug weapons. Now, because of his strength and his abilities, he's actually able to defeat and, and kill these beasts that no one else can without these weapons. And that's what makes it unique. And and they don't go into this. They don't specify this. They don't show it until the last episode and a half. And you only find this out in the last few episodes because he was directly asked, like, what what's going on? Um, and that's when he explains everything. And you're like, wow, this, as a plot point, is kind of awesome. But you already witness him, like, roundhouse kick these monsters. And... You're like, well, if you could just attack them with regular hands and feet, why don't people just do that? Or better yet, so you don't have to have these fairies fight all your battles, use this one guy and train a battalion of really strong people. Because you got to figure, for all the creatures, let's call them, that are currently existing in the world, you've got a gigantic lizard dude as a general. He's got to be at least as strong as the puny human who's got half of his organs failing. Yeah. And and one of, one of the things that I found pretty interesting about uh, Willem is the fact that he doesn't try to train anyone about it, but he also comes to the realization because everyone's just assumed that these beasts, these creatures, wiped humans off the face of the earth. And the one of the weapons that he was tuning um, is called Kinslayer. And you don't, and, and it's like episode 10 that you find this out. And so Willem's talking to Cathali and he says, this is Kinslayer. And at that point it dawns on him that, oh my God, everyone that disappeared on the face of the earth are these beasts. For whatever reason, they all just turned into these beasts. It's not that they were killed by them. They are them. And, and so that's why there's nothing wrong with this weapon. That's why the weapon is in perfect tip-top condition because it is doing what it's, it's supposed to do. It's killing humans. And it's it just like at that point, it dawns on him. And then he turns to Cathali. And for whatever reason, he, 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 he starts crying. And he chooses at this point. He's like, yes, this is the point. This is the, the, the point in time where I must propose to a 15-year-old. And that's exactly what he does. Thank you very much. The running gag of the whole series is that Willem is, he's not. He loves little girls. That's the running gag all the way through. He's not opposed to older women, but he's got a thing for younger chicks. And he's like, look, she's of the age, uh, probably in this world, where it's okay to court and marry and she's about to die. So he's like, you know, she always had a chance because. She's a cute girl. No guy can hold back too long when a cute girl keeps coming after him. I mean, like, I understand that in in Japan and here, even here in most of the states in America, the, the state of consent, the state in which you actually can legally be married uh, in a majority of states is 16. And 
the minimum age in Japan, I believe, is like 14, 15, like somewhere around there. So, so, so I, I, you might want to double check that, but that would make a lot of sense for a lot of the anime they're out because you don't really see too many like 22 year old women being courted in these animes. You don't see most of the protagonists are usually like, you know, 14, 15 or 16 year old guys or girls for that matter. But you don't really ever see mid twenties be awesome. Like go fight them, kill them hero types. So here we go. Article 731 to 737 of the Japanese Civil Code uh, stipulates that the following requirements. The male must be at least 18 years of older and the female must be at least 16 years of, or older. So you can be 16 and a woman and, and marry in Japan. And the only the only stipulation for it is the man has to be 18. Okay. All right. So, I mean, she's 15 and... the He's, judging- he's 500. Yeah, he's 500. He's got more than enough time to cover the difference in between the two. It's not creepy at all, but all right. Whatever. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you, Google. Uh, right. And also thank you, jp.usmbc.gov. You have been extraordinarily helpful. <laughs> now, what? one of the things we glossed over, um, I would argue that Catholic. Okay, Catholic. I. Catholia. For some reason, I keep thinking Kathy, but Catholic is, I would say, if not the main character, she is one of the main characters, like one of the top two. Yeah, it's uh, the main characters are listed with Athea and Nephrin as the other two main characters aside from Willem and Catholic. Uh, everyone else okay. is considered a supporting character other than those four. And the story and they really integrate Nephrim and Ithea into the story with Cathali and Willem as well because the four of them really spend a fair amount of time together and and he he tries to teach them different fighting techniques because they are the ones that are out there fighting. You learn later on that there's actually two others that are fighting, but you only learn about them much much later. One is super smart and she's trying to read those books that they dredge up with the human language. Um, and the other one's just, in my personal opinion, a glorified hyper kid. Um, but we're not talking about them right now. We're talking about Catholic. Catholic? Catholic. Catholic. You can always just say Holly. I mean, like the last part of the name, but. Yeah, but it, it, it's spelled like C T H H O L L Y or something. It's uh, super C-H-T-H-O-L-L-Y. weird. C H T H O L L Y. Catholic. I'm not even going to okay. bother trying to say the last name because uh, I'm going <laughs> to butcher it to all hell. Yeah. But we've glossed over the fact that her change is not only internal, but external. And, and I think this anime is supposed to go over the course of what? 14 days, 15 days, something like that total roughly because uh, when you first meet her she's like i only got five days to live and I then think the whole thing actually takes place a little bit longer than that because they were talking about how one of the ships needed to be re uh refinished or finished before they could go take 15 days you're right so i think the whole thing actually takes place over like a month and a half two months Okay, like the, let's, the let's whole say, series, the whole the whole yeah, let's episode say two, series. Two months as like a hard limit. 
for the max max amount of time. Now, in that time, Catholi goes from having straight blue hair and blue eyes to having red hair and red eyes almost completely. And it's kind of awesome because after having watched that series in the past, rewatching the first episode gives you goosebumps almost. Yeah, and the reason why her hair is becoming red is because she is losing her memories and it's starting to be taken over by another person who's by the name of elk and who elk is is a goddess i think is what they said she actually was in a weird kind of way not really i i actually have a better explanation for this after i haven't seen it as so often as i have rather so many times because i rewatched this in both the english and the japanese version she wasn't turning into the goddess what she was doing, all of the souls that these fairies come from are children who don't know they're dead. Yeah, and that's how the fairies are actually made. But now they're all part of this one little girl. This one little girl has access to everyone. And this one little girl was actually a god in the time of the humans. And there were three main gods. They don't really gloss over. They, they don't tell you about the second main god, but the, the two that are important here is the one that Willem fought and essentially died killing. And the second one was that his, his love interest when he was alive, who was a red-haired, short-haired girl, she killed this child, essentially, this goddess child. And who she becomes, Catholic transitions into her. Yeah, because her elk's soul the the goddess the god the child god was used as the foundation to create catholi and and you find out what's what's pretty interesting as well is you find out athea she actually long has been replaced by the soul that originally inhabited her and she even was talking to catholi about it she said i've never told anyone but athea actually kept a log in a journal and I read through it when I, when I realized what had happened, I, that I completely took her over. And so I, she, through the journal, Ithea became Ithea. And so she's maintained that the whole time. Yeah. And that it, it's, it's not really going crazy. It's simply think of it like a computer. It's not being overridden. It's being cleaned. And uh, what was originally written on there's coming through. Yeah. And that, I, th- I think that's a fairly accurate representation of it. It's, it's not that it's being replaced. It's the true individual is actually coming through. And it's kind of weird because you, with this technique, if you call it even that, you have an endless supply of warriors, of tools, of weapons and they refer to them as weapons. they're referred to as tools and weapons they're not referred to as children or even people and what happens is when one explodes or opens what they call their fairy gate to take out one of these main big bad monsters who just so happen to be people <laughs> go, go figure humanity strikes again yay <laughs> right yeah when they die, when they, they explode themselves, they wipe everything out by opening this fairy gate and they only leave the weapon that they were using. Now, flash forward 
fast forward to the end of this anime, you see essentially Catholi being born again. Yeah, and and uh, Willem is thought to uh, be dead by his uh, by the the gosh by his friend who basically is no longer human. What was his name again? I forget, but I was going to touch on that in a second too. Um, you remember that big bad that we were talking about that Willem essentially died facing? Uh, Evan, yeah. So he comes. He is resurfaced again, probably like episode eight or nine. And you find out that he's not a bad guy anymore. He and Willem's subordinate. Uh, Su Wong. Su Wong. That's right. His subordinate, Su Wong, are in cahoots with raising all of the islands into the air, protecting them from people. And Su Wong has 100% knowledge of what's going on, what happened, and what those monsters are. But... He refuses to tell Willem, and it's it's very sketchy. And his reasoning for it was, I looked up to him like a big brother, and I'd rather he hate me as little as humanly possible. Because if he finds out what we did, I'm gonna lose him. And he's my only, he's my only family left. And it's if you look at it from the outside looking at it, it's very tragic for a serial killer. They make you feel bad for for a serial killer. Well, I mean, they don't know. It wasn't even that they created it. It was uh, the humans or a specific sect that had created it. Because you see, Su Wong was originally thought to have been dead after a suicide attack, which enabled Willem to attack Eben and, and injure him to the point to where he almost completely killed him. Granted, Willem died in the process, but it, it was thought to have killed Su Wong as well, that he was already dead. Um, so it's, it, they, they introduce a lot of variables, a lot of details, a lot of nuance throughout the whole series. They, they, they give you just enough to wet your whistle and then they go, yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> yeah. They, and they, they, it's just with the whole racism thing. They give you just enough to let you know it's there and they move on with their own story, their own agenda. It's what I like and what I hate all at the same time because it it doesn't stop the story and focus hey this is the bad thing because if you think about it suwong says it's it's his necromancy ability to take these lost souls of the children put them in these leprechauns and then use them until they explode and start the process over again that's what i was referring to as a serial killer he's like hey you're dead let's use you you're going to be dead again anyway i'll use you yet again and it's 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 an interesting concept. I mean, like quite literally, has he has a limitless supply, you know, of weapons. So why not? Well, kind I mean, of, kind of, because remember, not every leprechaun will be able to, or every fairy will be able to wield a dung weapon, a dug weapon. Sorry, they sure have you don't to have their relabel it a shit weapon. <laughs> no, because it was kind of awesome. <laughs> I mean, like, if I'm being honest, it was probably the best part of the whole damn series. Yeah, the weapons were actually oh, uh, you know, interesting. Let's uh, let's little detail about the weapons. They are actually made of talismans. All goodwill talismans too. Some specifically are meant to help you sleep. <laughs> to some are helped to help you sleep. 
well and not have bad dreams while you're sick. Other ones are meant to help you prevent burning your tongue on hot things. Some other ones are to help you prevent uh, a cat from scratching you. But the funny thing is, according to Willem, when you combine those in in conjunction with each other and you shave them into a sword, instead of it you know, stopping your tongue from being burned, it does a whole other thing when it's connected to two other things or three other things or 10 other things, 10 other talismans. Yeah, it, it, it takes on a new form of its own. It, it, it loses its original function and gains that times a thousand. So it's kind of like a <laughs> all might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, take a little here, take a little there, and just boost everything. Woo! But yeah, I think we've covered all of the main big bads and and all of the main goods here. Would you say? I I would uh I would agree. I I definitely agree with you on that. Uh there really isn't much more that we could really talk about this either. It is a it is a it is a good series. It ends at the very end, it ends with Suwong searching for Willem and Catholi, anybody really, and you find out that he's looking. He's like he can't find him. He goes, "If they were alive, my pulse finder would have found him. If he's got a heartbeat, my pulse finder would have located him." And then he gets called away. And as he's walking away, you see a bing, bing, where the thing lights up, and you're like, "Oh, for twice for two people for twice." Now, now yep, you're I imagine ass- it was good. No, now it's you're led to assume that Catholi and her and her best friend uh, Nefren are dead. You're now they don't show him dying, but you know that Catholi's soul is completely gone. So she technically is dead. She she is no longer Catholi. Period. Well, what's weird is you see her explode. You see her open the ferry gate and take out a shit ton of people. But you also see her body walk out and and look at Will, uh, Willem, and you're like, wow, okay, that makes no sense. Maybe it was her after image that he was seeing because well, if you, you remember in. They don't never specified that she opened up the fairy gate, nor do you know what the fairy gate explosion looks like. We just assumed that's what it was, but she was drawing on an entirely different amount of power because of elk. Because she was no longer a fairy. That's right. You're right. Halfway through the series, you find out that she's not even a leprechaun anymore. And you're like, wait a second. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, we don't know what you are, but you're not, you're not a leprechaun. You're, you're not a fairy. You're you're something else. We don't know what you are, but you're something else, and and so that's why the end. I mean, like uh, Catholi, technically, yeah, she's dead. Elk's completely taken over her body, taken over her soul. You don't know if Nefren is dead uh, because all you know, all you see is her knocked out and Willem's crawling on the ground. And at the end, you see a baby with blue hair who you can assume is Catholi. And then you see a couple pings on uh, Su Wong's radar to find if people are living after he turns and walks away. So you can assume that maybe Willem and at least one of the other individuals is still alive. And that would be an awesome idea. If they were to continue it on, but they didn't. No, they decided to be pansies and leave it at 12 episodes. Uh, So thank you very much. Uh, I hate you for all eternity for leaving this (laughs) wonderful open ending. I mean, yay team. Right? I'm finding that to be very... uh, Common? Usual. 
Yeah. I honestly wish I I would prefer I would prefer a much longer, crappier episode or crappier series that with book endings than an amazing six twelve episode run with just an open ending that could potentially go further, but never does. Yeah. Uh, that, that is, I'm glad you are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel for the open endings that I so hate, but you know, I understand. I mean, like it's got to give it direction. They don't know if they're going to continue on, but it is what it is. And one of the, I just, I, you know, I just gotta, I gotta say I, it was a great show. I just wish it had an ending. I wish it had a clear ending, not a eh, maybe you can make up your own mind type of ending. Eh, you know, I, I I prefer an ending, but I'll 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 survive with the ending that they did give for me to make up my own mind. This one at least kind of gave me a direction as to where I could go to make up my mind. However, I would have loved a nice, solid ending. I don't care if they're dead. Tell me they're dead. Don't give me this. They might be alive with these two little random pings on this this blue dye, whatever it is. Tell me they're dead and move on. See, I would have preferred if they would have said something early on where Willem's heart doesn't beat like everybody else's because it's been damaged and barely functioning. It beats once every like 10 minutes or something like that. That would explain why he doesn't see the pings initially and only when his back is turned. But then you see it like ping off the charts. You're like ping, 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 ping. You're like, what? The? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I digress. Um. So let's... uh. Let's uh, give this a nice solid rating. So uh, how would you uh, rate this, sir? I would. It's not the best anime I've seen. I want to point that out. Um, so I'm going to throw a 3.9, okay. almost a 4, All right. 3.9. All right. It's very convoluted. It's got a real thick plot line, and it fleshes out probably about eight characters total, which is impressive for the run it has. But I think you could have dropped one or two characters and and not really had too much of a difference. All right. Um, so yeah, overall four, overall three point nine. Okay, uh, I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to give it a flat four. I'm going to give it a flat four because it it entertained me. It wet my whistle for what it could offer and the things I was worried it was going to dwell on. It did not. And and for that reason, mainly is why I am giving it a four. It, it didn't dwell okay. on the things that I was going to worry that I, like the the politics, the the segregation and everything like that. I didn't want the whole story to be about that. And it did not make the story about that. It, it told you just enough for you to understand what was going on in the concepts, and then it moved on, which is perfect. That was a, a rock solid, rock solid writing. Yes, I would say. Indeed, indeed. All right. So I believe that it is uh, my turn this week, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Yeah, it's your turn. So, oh. tell me what slice of life BS we got to go through now. You know, sir, I don't, I don't appreciate your bull. All right, I'll be, I, hey, just watch, watch. I, I, I just want to point out, you have a very strong history of picking anime that just strong brings history. a tear to your eye. Hey, strong hey, history, strong history. Hey, look, 
I only chose one. All right, personally, and the rest of them have been at random, and it is not my fault. Sure. It is not sure. my fault that it came out that way. All right, random. You're, you're right. I, I I will. I believe you that it is random. Out of the eight anime that you chose, you're like, let's spin the wheel of eight, which eight, eight I'm going to do. Twelve. 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 I've chosen oh, twelve. 12. Oh, oh, All right. 12. All right. So, so four. It's, it's random. Four. Random out of those twelve. Four. Okay. It is not my fault. All right. Yeah, just, just. I want to be prepared. Throw another one at me where the main character has somebody who he cares about, built a relationship, just wonderful, loving, empathizing hey, with everybody, what? and then for, they just for a kill guy everyone. Who said he hated slice of life? All right, for someone who said he hates Slice of Life, you know, three of the four that have been chosen, you absolutely loved. So, I mean, like, you're on shaky ground. You're on shaky ground as it is. You know what? I'm from California. I'm used to earthquakes. Shaky ground is not a big deal for me. Please. You and I both know you were hiding in the doorway every time the earth was rumbling. That's not true. The bathtub was also accessible. (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) all right so uh for this one this week we're going with girls and panzers girls and panzer oh god yes it is an action military school sports and it slice of life nope it's just action military school and sports and it came out autumn 2012 and it ran for 12 episodes and it is available on a variety of platforms so you are all welcome to watch it with us and uh, share your thoughts on it as well as well as share your thoughts on any of the past animes that we have discussed about and you can reach out to us at feudal anime podcast at gmail.com we're also available on twitter at feudal anime pod um until next time i'm rick i'm jack Later. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.